Welcome to the Word of Life podcast, a ministry of Word of Life Church, located in Lesseur, Minnesota. From sermon audio to midweek content and much more, we hope you are blessed by what you hear. For more information or to donate, please visit wordoflifemn.com. Now, enjoy this week's episode. We've been recording our podcast all uh, all week and, and and just having a great great time and and as we've been you know just kind of building up to today as we get ready to celebrate Thanksgiving and so whenever you're watching this or listening to it on our podcast um, happy Thanksgiving and I realize as I say happy Thanksgiving that there might be a little bit of sarcastic um, kind of noise happening in the background. I get it. This isn't the Thanksgiving that any of us were looking for. I know uh, Nick had, had had plans for, for vacation and to go out to North Dakota and, and visit family and Thanksgiving with family. Canceled. Uh, my parents were going to come out, and uh, you know, and I, you know, invited invited you know fam- family to come out. Canceled. Matter of fact, even as I record this, even as I'm thinking about Thanksgiving, I'm still waiting to hear if if Doug is going to be able to come home. Uh, he's waiting for for test results uh, on his latest, um, you know, COVID test and. And we're just finding ourselves in a waiting pattern as we're just kind of saying, Happy Thanksgiving, but... And, and we just kind of wait and we're asking questions of what is the, what's the best thing to do. We love being with family. We love our families. We want to be with them. Uh, and, and, and yet at the same time, there's... Um, there are, you know, there are protocols, there are guidelines, there are, you know, there are people saying this and there are people saying this. There, I, you know, I, we can look on, it doesn't take long, I know. I, I, I hopped onto Facebook today and, and it took me no time to see people arguing about different opinions about Thanksgiving. Should we be getting together with family? Should we not be getting together with family? You know, what about the COVID stuff? And there's still plenty of argument about, you know, about COVID, about masking, about social distancing, about, you know, and, 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 and I get it. There are so many voices with so many opinions and so many disagreements happening right now that it would be it would be irresponsible of me to not at least recognize the amount of disagreeable noise that is happening right now, even as I say, Happy Thanksgiving. But I mean it. I mean Happy Thanksgiving. I mean it when I say I really do truly want you to have a Happy Thanksgiving. And yet, um, for some, happiness is about getting what you want, or at least the way you want it. And I recognize that, that this Thanksgiving, that's not happening. We have, uh, you know, Nick's got a really good friend who's, you know, quarantined with one other person in a room on her college campus. 
That is not the Thanksgiving that she was looking for. We've got, you know, friends and family scattered all over the country, and, and everyone is kind of, you know, dealing with some level of disappointment. Some, for some, it's extreme. You see, because for some, Happy Thanksgiving this year is being celebrated without someone that they love. And for still others, there's this great amount of loss happening right now. But I want you to hear, hear me when I say, Happy Thanksgiving. Hi everyone, please join me in a word of prayer before we worship together. Father God, we just thank you. Um, thank you for this night. Thank you for this season of Thanksgiving. Um, Lord, it says in your word that we enter your gates with thanksgiving in our heart and we enter your courts with praise. So tonight we are thankful and we give you glory and praise um, and we just enter into your presence um, with our thankful hearts. And um, I know it's been a, a difficult season, a difficult year, but there is a lot that we have to be thankful for. And we just most of all thank you for the gift of your son and the gift of salvation that we have um, because of the sacrifice that he made for us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that you've left here um, to be with us. And we just pray that you would um, fill us with your spirit tonight as we worship together, but separately. Lord, um, we just give you praise and, and pray that you would uh, unify us even though we are not physically together. Um, and uh, we just, we give you all the glory and all the honor and um, we're so thankful for all of the many gifts and blessings that you've given us. And um, so we just take this time right now um, to be thankful and to, to say thank you for all of the blessings um, that you've given us. And we just pray that you would uh, fill us with um, your presence and um, that you would be praised tonight. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
think about um, Happy Thanksgiving, I um, I'm drawn to Philippians chapter chapter four and what is probably the most unusual Thanksgiving text. Uh, and so, if you have your Bibles, uh, you can you can turn with me. You know, open your phone or or whatever your your devices that you know that you have your Bible on. Uh, you turn with me to um, <clears throat> Philippians chapter four, starting in verse two. Philippians 4, 2, reading in Jesus' name, because it's God's word, not mine. I entreat Iodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say again, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand and do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. Here ends the reading of God's word. Every time I think of Yodia and Syntyche uh, and Paul's desire for them to agree in the Lord, every single time I read these verses, I think of my friend and co-laborer, Ken Baker. Ken was an elder in um, in the first church that I served outside uh, of seminary, and so I, uh, I I I left seminary just a little bit early, um, and and because I got called to Faith Lutheran uh, in in Cranston, Rhode Island, and. Ken Baker was one of the elders uh, with with me and, uh, in in Cranston, and Ken loved the Lord. Ken is home uh, with with Jesus. Ken died, and he is uh, up in in heaven with Christ uh, uh, right now. Uh, and I can't remember what year it was that he uh, that he died, but uh, Ken and I had a really interesting relationship. And I can easily say that Ken and I know exactly what Paul is talking about as he entreats Yodia and Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Why? Because Ken and I didn't agree on a lot of things. As I came to, as I came to, to faith um, uh, in, in, in Cranston, I realized that there was going to be some challenges. I was a very young pastor. I was still in my 20s. And, um, and I was just so excited 
to share the gospel with people, who, especially people who didn't yet know him. I was so excited about the, the call to, to the church there, there in Cranston, and we were pumped. God was doing amazing things, and I still to this day can't believe that we actually get to be a part of it. It was amazing. People were getting saved. We would meet people on the, on the street and get opportunities to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. It was awesome. God was doing so much. The church doubled in the first year that we were there. Doubled. And that isn't about me, and it's not about Ken. It is about God and what God is doing. And he kept doing it. That didn't stop Ken and I from arguing all the time. I can't remember who it was, but uh, as I was discussing my conflict with with Ken and, uh, and and the conflict that often you know brought its way onto the uh, onto the elder board, which is a leadership team for the uh, for the church there, I, I someone suggested that I take Ken out for breakfast. So Ken and I met for breakfast every. Tuesday morning at like six something in the morning. I still to this day remember how he ate his eggs. Ken, uh, Ken had some high cholesterol and some heart issues and things like that. And, and, and I don't know which doctor it was told him to, you know, to try and stay away from the egg yolks, but he would eat every bit of that egg, you know, except for that egg yolk and leave that egg yolk on, uh, on the plate. I remember exactly how he ate his toast. And it was, it's amazing to me that he, here we are over 20 years later, I can remember how Ken ate his eggs because we had breakfast together every Tuesday morning. Now that seems strange, right? I already, ta I already told you. That Ken and I didn't get along. Matter of fact, sometimes we fought verbally and loudly. I remember one elder board meeting specifically. I don't remember what we were discussing. I just remember that Ken and I were completely on different pages, which seems so unusual because Ken and I both had a real heartfelt desire for people to get to know Jesus and yet the way in which we wanted to do that was just different and that's okay but at this particular elder board meeting things just started to get heated as we were discussing I would say something and Ken would say something and then I would say something and Ken would say something and our voices started to rise and, and you know and as they got higher and higher and and, and all of a sudden then thankfully as we were yelling at each other across the table, yes, two elders in the church who loved the Lord, who had breakfast together every Tuesday, Ken and I were yelling at each other across the table until my good friend Dana, Dana Eklund, also an elder in the church, Kind of called time out. And Dana, in his wisdom, 
was able to translate what each of us was saying. You see, we are, our generations were so far apart at that time that with myself in my 20s and, and Ken in his uh, you know, mid to late 70s, there was just this gap of about 50 years that, that really contributed to our, our difficulty communicating and getting along. But Dana Eklund was able to just kind of move in to the middle there and do some translating work. And, and, and Dana was looked, looked at Ken and said, this is what Pastor Jay is saying. And then Dana would look at me and say, this is what Ken is saying. You guys actually agree. Agree in the Lord to agree. You just have two different ways of going about it. I was in debt. I still am in debt to Dana Eklund for so many things. For his wisdom and his grace. And especially his ability to help Ken Baker and I agree in the Lord. As we look at this text, it's interesting, the, the verses that start in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Those are very familiar verses to a lot of Christians. But we often forget that they are, they come right after a plea from Paul to some co-laborers in the gospel. People who are believers in Jesus Christ, whose names are written in the book of life. How cool is that? That's awesome. Paul's plea for them who have labored in the gospel, who have shared the gospel, who, uh, you know, to, to agree in the Lord. And sometimes when you're in the midst of disagreement, it is very difficult to rejoice in the Lord. Oftentimes when we're in disagreement, as a matter of fact, we have this tendency to just be on edge. And, and my, my hope, my prayer, as I look at what's happening on Facebook, as I look at what's happening in our communities, our neighborhood, and yes, even in our congregation, we have disagreements. And so, I'm calling on us. I'm praying that the Lord would help us to agree to agree on what we agree on, that we could agree in the Lord, that, that God is who he says he is, and that his mission of salvation to reach the world with the good news that Jesus saves, that is something we can agree on. Let's look a little bit further into Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Ah, oh, that is our hope. God has already given us everything we need for eternity. He has given us grace. We don't have anything to be anxious about. And so he calls us to himself in prayer. This is where the Thanksgiving part of the message is. Pray. Don't be anxious about anything. Now, in verse 6, when it says don't be anxious about anything, that's exactly what it means. And as I say that, there might be somebody who's hearing this who's saying, 
Uh, that can't be real. Yeah, don't be anxious about anything. But I am. I get it. We get anxious. We worry. And yet, that's not what God has in store for us. Rejoice in the Lord. When we rejoice, it really does help to calm the anxiety. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything. In disagreement, in political upheaval, in COVID-19, in quarantine Thanksgiving, in not getting what we want, in missed expectations, in this and in that, and in whatever you're going through right now, in everything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Today, whatever day you are hearing this and celebrating thanksgiving, As we pray, as we make our request known to God, God is calling us to pray with thanksgiving. What can you be thankful for? Uh, when uh, when my kids were younger and, and I'd be driving them to school, school leaving for school and driving to school is, is not always the easiest time of the day. As a matter of fact, for... Uh, <clears throat> Some of my kids, I won't say any names, uh, morning time is not, not their favorite time of the day. And so I loved getting to drive my kids to school. Uh, um, and oftentimes if, if one of us was struggling, as, uh, and sometimes it was me, but if, you know, if one of us was struggling on our way and our attitude was just not setting us up for the day, I would ask the question of what are five things that we're thankful for? And giving that challenge to each of us to name five specific things that we're thankful for really did help change our, our focus and prepare us for the day. And so today, as you are praying, as you're considering Thanksgiving, I want to ask you to pray and thank God. And maybe just take up that challenge of Five things that you're thankful for. What are five things that you can thank God for? As you are about to enter into and give your request to God, how do we do that with thanksgiving? And, and as we make our prayer requests, name five things that we are thankful for. And Paul says that the result of that is that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, the peace of God, that means the peace of God that doesn't make any sense, that goes way beyond what we could possibly conceive or imagine or understand. Because sometimes we are in situations in which peace just doesn't seem possible. And yet the peace of God transcends our situation. The peace of God transcends even our understanding. And so as we are praying with thanksgiving, the peace of God, which transcends our understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It's the peace of God that is beyond what we can think or imagine that guards our hearts 
and minds in Christ Jesus. That wraps us up, protects our hearts and minds. As we pray with thanksgiving, God gives peace. So today, as you celebrate Thanksgiving, as you pray and thank God for his grace, his mercy, as we thank God for forgiveness and friendship, as we thank God for the church and our homes and our families and, and the turkey that is set before us or whatever you're having today, as we pray with thanksgiving, God gives peace, a peace that is beyond our understanding, and it's God's peace in Christ Jesus based in what he has done for us, that peace is able to guard our minds so that we aren't thinking anxious thoughts. His peace is able to guard our hearts so that we are not dominated by anxiety and fear and worry. God's peace. And then finally, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. As we, as we think about our, our, what's going through our minds, I know I've heard from multiple people recently that they just can't watch the news anymore because of everything that's on it. They just can't get onto social media anymore because of you know, everything that's on it and all the disagreement and everything else. And, 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 and I'm not sure where I'm at with that, but I do know this, that as we pray Thanksgiving, God gives peace that protects our hearts and minds to help you know, protect us from anxiety and worry and fear. And then he gives us some cues on how to think, how to think God thoughts. And so if we're looking for a new way of thinking from God, Paul says, think about what's true. If we're having questions about this, that, or the other thing, and I think this often happens when we're in disagreement, you know, um, that our mind, if we're in disagreement, our minds can often just kind of run crazy. We could start running through conversations, and if they say this, and then I'm going to say that, if we're thinking about, you know, maybe some of the anxiety of being together with family, and if this happens, I'm telling you what, I'm just going to go, you know, and, 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 and yet God gives peace as we pray with thanksgiving and gives us a new way of thinking. Think about what's true. And if you have any question about what is true, I want to encourage you to look to the scriptures. Open your Bible and look for the opportunity. Where am I at? I just opened straight to Hosea. Nick and I were just talking about this book and what I... You know, what a huge encouragement it is to us. Um, you know that God's word to you is true. Think about what is true. Whatever is honorable. Think about honorable things, not things without honor, not debased things. That will, that's not going to help our thinking at all. Whatever is just. I love the word just. It means what is right or righteous. All too often, we have a tendency to think about what is right for us 
And yet God, when he's reorienting our thinking, he says, think about what is, what is just, whatever is pure and lovely. May your thoughts be pure and lovely. As I've quoted these verses multiple times uh, to my kids and, and other, other people who have struggled with you know, their thoughts. Oftentimes when, when nightmares strike and when, uh, when anxiety strikes, I go to these verses and I say, you know, if we're stuck in the middle, if it's up, if we're up in the middle of the night with a nightmare, the change of thinking that is necessary, and I just ask the question, let's think about something that's pure and lovely. So what's something pure that we can think about today? The holiness of God? What's something that's lovely? Think about a, a lovely reminder, a lovely memory, a lovely thought about the Lord. Let's think about those things. Whatever is commendable, as we think about others, maybe there's something that we could commend others for. Let's think about commendable things towards others, not our disagreements. If there is any excellence, ah, that is very easily found in the Lord. He is excellent. If there is anything worthy of praise and oh Lord God, he is worthy. He is holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come, and he is worthy to receive all glory, honor, and praise. And as the Lord says, think about things worthy of praise. We start with our Lord. We start with our Heavenly Father. Think about these things. Think about these things. And what you've learned and received from the Lord and heard and seen in me, uh, Paul is writing, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. This Thanksgiving, as you put aside disagreement and agree in the Lord, as you pray with thanksgiving, as you think God thoughts and think God's way, as he reorients our, our thinking with the peace that protects our hearts and minds, May we practice peace, and the God of peace will be with you. My prayer for each and every one of you is that the God of peace would be with you. Let's pray. Lord God and Heavenly Father, we want to thank you and praise you. You are awesome. We love you. We worship you. You are worthy of all of our glory, honor, and praise. You are seated on a throne in heaven in a temple not made with human hands and your glory is so glorious that we cannot even see your face. And the prayers of your saints burn on your altar and rise to you like the sweet-smelling aroma of incense. You are worthy. And we confess to you, Lord, that we don't always agree. We don't always get along. And Lord, just like Ken and I, who both love you but didn't always get along, we ask you for help in getting along with our brothers and sisters in Christ, our co-laborers in the gospel. 
Lord, point us in the same directions. Help us to see that we agree in you. And that, Lord, even as we enter into a season of, uh, of Thanksgiving, and maybe, and it's just unlike any other Thanksgiving that we've ever celebrated before, we confess to you that there is anxiety, that we are anxious. And so we pray to you with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and mercy. Thank you for forgiveness. I want to thank you for my loving family, even the ones, especially the ones who I can't be with right now. I want to thank you for friends from coast to coast. Thank you, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord, for your the peace that you give that guards our hearts and minds. And, and I humbly ask you, Lord, to change our thinking. As you give us your peace that protects us from anxiety, would you give us a new way of thinking? Transform our thinking that we might think things that are true and pure and lovely, that are worthy of praise. And we look forward, Lord, to receiving the peace that only you can give, peace that transcends our situation, peace that transcends COVID-19, peace that transcends Thanksgiving 2020, peace that transcends our anxiety, peace that transcends what's going on every day, but especially today. We thank you for the peace that you give. It's in your name we pray, Lord Jesus, our Savior. Amen.
thank you, Word of Life. Thank you for inviting me to, to join along with you a little bit. If you've got any leftover, um, you know, stuffing and, and gravy, I would be happy to receive some. But I'm serious. No, seriously. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Thanksgiving. And uh, I am praying for peace for each and every, uh, each and every one of us. And uh, just a big, huge thank you to you. Thanks, Word of Life. Have a great Thanksgiving.